All right, here we go. Welcome to the Thundering Herd Legends one-on-one podcast. Spotlighting Thundering Herd icons from the gridiron to the courts, the diamond, the pitch, the track, the courses, and beyond. Each show will sit down and go one-on-one with a Thundering Herd sports great. Here's your host, Jason Toy. Hey, everybody, it's Jason Toy, and a special hello to all the sons and daughters of Marshall, all the Herd brothers, Herd sisters out there as well. We thank you for checking in here on our Thundering Herd Legends one-on-one podcast. And what we're going to do with this series is sit down with some of the legends of Marshall athletics over the years. And, uh, you know, we're talking football, basketball, baseball, softball, golf, doesn't matter, swimming. We're going to have it all covered for you. And I wanted to start things off on our first episode with a good buddy of mine. He was my teammate. He was my brother, still is my brother. He was uh, a man that uh, treated me like a a little brother when I came in and still does to this day, which is awesome. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with one of the greats, Marshall Hall of Famer, Mr. Mike Bartram. All right, kicking off our Thundering Herd Legends one-on-one podcast here today. And um, I'll tell you what, this is one of the great things we were hoping to do with this program was to be able to kind of get reconnected with some of the great legends and Thundering Herd athletics. And I couldn't think of a better way than to start things off with, uh, with my good buddy, uh, he was an uh, All-American guy. He was All-Conference guy. He's a Marshall Hall of Famer, and we're talking about the great Mike Bartram. Mikey, buddy, how are you? Very good. Thank you for having me. Man, Appreciate it's, it. it's good to see you again. I mean, it's always – this is what's great for me in the fact that when I came here, I was a walk-on. <laughs> tried to be a walk-on. And you guys – you obviously had been here a while. You're coming off an injury. I remember that with, yes, with your knee. But then it was you guys kind of took me in as a as a little brother type thing. That's the thing that I always you know we talk about family a lot of times when you think of athletics and sports and teams and that's what yeah. it was. It was a family for me to come into and you I, I I am forever indebted to you on that because you guys you know you Mike uh, Deaton you know Ratliff all the guys Lupo everybody just kind of took me in a little bit and that was what's great and kind of made my transition in the college life a little bit better. Well, so I, I, I thank you for that. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> and um, I think that's the, the, the epitome of what Marshall football is about. Um, we have a thing uh, called Herd Brothers, yep. and uh, we'll, we'll give credit to God knows who it is. Uh, <laughs> but I, we, I'm not sure, but I just remember Herd Brothers just came up probably in the last five, ten years. Um, I know, uh, you know, when uh, Michael Payton passed away mm-hmm. and Phil Ratliff and now Chris Deaton, there's been, you know, a lot of guys that's passed away in the last five or ten years. And I think the brotherhood's gotten even even tighter, you know. And it's sad yeah. it takes maybe, you know, something like that for us. But I think it's always been there. I think it's just tighter than it's ever been right now in the last couple years. Um, I, I feel that uh, when you say that, mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Sean Doctor. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Eric Enoch. Um, I feel the same way about John Gregory, uh, Mike Barber, uh, Mike Tockleton. Um, uh, I just saw him the other day. He he just happened to come by. where he's heading to practice, and uh, Bill Bill Mendoza. Yeah, I haven't seen Bill in thirty plus years, and he gets out of the Jeep and and uh, he said his son actually played here a few years ago, um, and, and just hugged him and loved him, you know. <laughs> and and I think Orlando Hatchett said it best uh, in the last couple months that we've been trying to, you know, get everybody back. Um, Nothing against things that's happened in the past. We're just trying to make it better. Just yeah. like when we leave, you know, or or I leave, or Coach Uffley, whoever leaves, you, you try to make it better. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, nothing personal at all. We just we just love each other, and and I think Orlando said it best. Uh, it's about family. So it's when you go to that reunion that you say you're never going to go to, <laughs> and you go to it, and it's five, ten years uh, from the past that you should have gone, and that's when your cousin comes up to you and says, "Hey, Mike, remember when we used to do <laughs> wiffle ball out there?" And you just, "Hey, let's play wiffle ball." I don't care I'm 50 years old, you know, and I think Orlando said it best that that's how it is. We're family. Yeah. So you can talk to each other once a year, once every 30 years, once a day. It doesn't matter. We're family. And something that uh, our youngest son, Ty, had a recruiting visit before COVID last year. And I was fortunate enough on a Saturday to go Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember to go to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And Coach Chiano gets up in front of the staff and he, he had been there before as a co- head coach, went and did his thing, came back. And uh, he, he said, you know, it's all about family. Forget about me. I love you. And I love that. And yeah. I'll never forget him telling us that. that. And maybe we'll learn that from, from that little thing. So I have it my, put it in my notes on my phone. And then he said, take it to the next level. Forget about me and take the I and the L out. Sacrifice for you. 
And I think that's what family's all wow. about. And that's what the Marshall Herd Brothers is all about. And that's what Coach Huff has led from day one. From the time he was hired, he said it in his speech, yeah. his opening speech. Like, that's what he wants. He, he wants us to be a brotherhood. He wants to he wants everybody to be engaged. They're involved. Uh, and, and he's brought in a great staff. You know, me excluded. And, you know, Coach Chapman, he, he, he was kind of my little brother. You know, he played a few years after us. Yeah. But still, we've always been. And he, he refers to that. You know, Doug and I have been in a lot of meetings together meeting with these these guys in player development these young men and, and, and as football players at Marshall and and he, he refers to it that and I and I think that's exactly what we're bringing back to Marshall, Marshall football you know it's it's uh, and we'll talk a lot more about the, the new roles that you and Doug and have, have on the staff with coach Huff but it's a legacy I mean that's the thing I mean this this truly is kind of a, a, a family as a legacy type deal that you want we want to build this up to continue yeah. to hand it down to the next generation of, of yes. Herd brothers and Herd yes, sisters sir. as well, because it's yes, not sir. just football, it's across the board. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree, and, and I think that's something that um, I will never forget. Carl Lee, um, he, he came up to me in 93, uh, played a preseason game, mm-hmm. first first preseason game at home uh, at the Arrowhead Stadium, and uh, we, we played the Vikings. And so I'll never forget going across the, the, the field there, saw him you know, warming up pregame, and I said, hi, Mr. Lee. And he said, hey, Mike, how you doing? <laughs> and he made me feel exactly, hopefully, how we made you yeah. feel the first time, like, Man, Carl Lee, you want to talk about? And I didn't think of it then, but that's my big brother, you know. <laughs> and uh, I've told him that story a couple of times since. Uh, you know, you know, ten or fifteen years ago, we did a thing in Charleston together and tried to stay in touch through the years. Mm-hmm. And you know how busy we get as families and everything else. And uh, so now, in the last couple of weeks, we've definitely talked a couple of times on some stuff we're doing. And and um, you know, I, I tell him almost every time I talk to him, he probably gets tired of, it, but I don't care because he made me feel like hopefully we made yeah. you feel, and that's what it's about. So he he set it up way back when in 1993 in September or August whenever it was in that preseason game because he made me feel like a million dollars like he had known me his whole life and, and that, that means a lot Mike Bartram hanging out with us and uh, on our Thundering Herd Legends podcast and Mike uh, let's go back a little bit to coming out of Pomeroy coming here first off what was it that made you pick Marshall um, God thing, yeah. you know, totally. Um, pretty much uh, Bob Ashley was our head football coach my senior year. Um, Charles Chancey was our head football coach until my senior year. Uh, Charles Chancey played here. Uh, Bob Ashley played here. And uh, Bob's son, Bob, young Bob, uh, that was uh, like four or five years ahead of me, six years ahead of me in high school, uh, we just became great friends through the years. And when I would go home and work out, when I'd work out in the summers, even high school, he Mm -hmm. would come back. Well, Bob was playing at West Virginia State. So Bob Ashley Sr., that was our coach our senior year, um, in September brought us to West Virginia State, an institute, to watch him play in the afternoon. And then he brought me to a Marshall game. And I fell in love, you know, just went to Fairfield, you know, the whole nine yards took me around, didn't meet any of the coaches, didn't know Coach Chomp, anything. And uh, I, so I don't know if it was uh, as a thing because I had a few other visits at schools, but didn't yeah. you know, I didn't get that feeling at those other schools. And um, and within probably a week of, of, of us coming down here to that game, uh, I get a call from Coach Ashley at six in the morning. I'll never forget. My dad said, hey, Coach Ashley wants you. He's like, hey, George Chomp wants to talk to you today. I was like, oh, great. That's awesome. He's like, what do I need to do, Coach? He said, just, just make sure you're by your phone in the next 10 minutes. So George Chomp calls me at home, you know, you know, four cell phones, as you well know. <laughs> it was like, okay, like I'm on the house phone. And he's like, uh, you know, Mike Bartram, yes, sir. And he said, hey, I would love for you to come down to, to, to visit and come to a game. I was like, yes, sir. You know, I really appreciate this opportunity. So my parents came down to a game. Um, my host um, that was part of the host, I had a couple guys, was Madison Sayer. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'll never forget. And Greg Atkins was in the room. Yeah. Scott Heckle was in the room. Tim Flaherty was my host host. But he brought me around those guys. A bunch of I, crazy guys, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, again, we talk about the big brother thing. Yeah. And it was it was a done deal. If they, if they would yeah. offer me. And, and once they offered, I didn't even, I just shut down everything else and said, you know, I thank you, man. I appreciate this, God, because you, you sent you sent us to, to Marshall for a reason. Well, and I know looking out for you t- as well, because you came in as a quarterback. That lasted how long? 
Actually, a morning practice. Um, I go out and, uh, you know, I, I worked really hard that summer. Never forget my, so my wife and I are high school sweethearts. I grew up the beginning of the holler. She grew up at the end of the holler, two and a half miles. I would, I would jog up. She would get on a bike. I would ride, I, and I'm making this up, I'm sure, but I would sprint back down the road two and a half miles. I would throw a football through a tire 30 yards 40 yards you know we didn't do really drop yeah. backs back then so i was working on the different drop backs because we didn't do that in high school too much uh, we just did back pedal and threw it you know <laughs> so i was trying to work on all the things that bob ashley yeah. the, the junior that told me to do and bob ashley and coach chancy and and then coach chomp had a workout for us and you know i'm thinking i'm gonna be a quarterback i come down to morning practice I think I threw five balls and probably four of them were over the head, under the head, on the ground. I might have completed one, probably didn't. And uh, that afternoon, I came down off the ramp. If you remember, kind of like yeah. the stadium there, come down off the ramp. And uh, Coach Chomp said, Bartram. I said, you know, I sprinted over. Yes, sir. He's <laughs> like, won't you go over this afternoon and try out Coach Bruner, right? Our tight end coach. <laughs> coach Bruner's tight ends. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So that night, I called my father and I said, Dad, because I knew I couldn't talk to mom about it because I know she, what she would say. So I talked to dad because I know he, you know, he was a force. Like if you know, mom would say, yeah, come on home. <laughs> but I want to talk to dad to get his blessing. And my dad said, the only way you're getting home is thumb. <laughs> and if you know what thumbing is, I don't yep. see much people doing it anymore. But you thumb, you, know, you put your thumb up, try to hitch a ride. Yeah. Well, and I, and I wasn't about to hitch a ride up Route 2 to, to, to 7 <laughs> to, 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 to Galapagos to home. So um, it was the best move ever. You yeah. know, it was tough at the time. But, again, we, we, we all say this, and I believe this in my heart. I've learned so much more about my failures in life. Um, than my successes. Um, and and I, I'm not saying I failed, failed, but God just had another direction. Yeah. And Coach Chomp, you know, and God bless them, they moved me. And, you know, a couple of years later, I blew my knee out, and that was pretty devastating for, for myself. But, again, I'm no more special than you and anybody mm -hmm. else listening to this. Uh, if I can do it, you can do it better. And, uh, you know, God just blessed me with Kevin Lavery and Dr. Haig and Dr. Carr that, you know, performed those surgeries on me. And, and uh, you know, thank, thank God with a lot of blessings and hard mm -hmm. work and a lot of support that I was able to come back for a couple of years and play. You know, you talked about getting that, that transition over. What did what did Eric and what did Sean, what did the, you know, you talked about oh, them yeah. kind of taking you under wing, but what did they, what did they teach you, I guess, as a youngster coming in? Well, number one, toughness. Yeah. You know, if you remember Sean Doctor, and, uh, you know, I've stayed in touch with he Sean still all is. these years. <laughs> yeah. And Eric, I apologize, Eric, if you're listening out there, but I'm going to see you soon, hopefully. Uh, I, I don't know if he came in on Saturday, but I missed him. Um, they, I think the positiveness, the toughness, uh, the mental toughness. Um, I remember uh, with that, sometimes just just uh, your actions, as mm -hmm. you well know, and, and how you present yourself, your body language means more than maybe words. Yeah. And those guys were beat up. I'm talking Sean Doctor had a had a scope on like a Monday played on Saturday. Uh, Eric Enot had broken hand played, you know, so that that mental toughness, that fortitude, you know, I, I think that was so important. They taught me. And then the, the relationship piece. You know, they, they treated me like a little brother. They didn't have to. I was a quarterback. I was soaking wet, probably 210, 215, 6'4", <laughs> pole. couldn't bench my own weight. Didn't have, you know, we didn't have a great weight program yeah. up home because we just didn't have, we didn't do it. You yeah. know, it's just, we're out throwing hay and that's a total different thing than it was to lift weights and um, not making excuses, but I wanted to, you know, try to get bigger, stronger, faster and what two better guys to see in front of me that did that and then also to try to play at the the next level you know they were able to do that and they they along with some coaches gave me the confidence yeah. like hey you know what those guys can do it they said i can do it that guy i'm gonna work my butt off and try to try to have that opportunity so if it wasn't for those two guys and the coaching staff you know marshall and coach don and coming in with that staff uh coach briner greg briner you know you know mm -hmm. said i need to learn how to snap you know yeah. when i blew my knee out that year um i might not be talking to you right now <laughs> well that and that, that before we get into what transitioned your NFL career with that and led you to that, tell me if I'm wrong on this. When I came in, it was we were the first year at the new stadium. Matter of fact, okay. it was the we had the skeleton for the building. You know, we had yeah. tents inside yeah, the skeleton right, and, right. yes, and all like that. So I never, uh, I never played at Fairfield. Now that was at that uh, Omni Turf or whatever that was <laughs> with the sand base or whatever. Yeah. 
and one thing I remember you guys talking about, and I can only imagine with the older guys as well before before you guys, was the lack of fingertips and and <laughs> and scraped up knees and legs and everything else from that turf. How much did that turf eat at you guys? Oh well, it did, and, and what was really cool is we had to practice on it. So the teams coming in, guess yeah. what? <laughs> they had to play on it, yeah. And they hear the same stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, just looking out on the film, you know, just snipers, you know, yeah. all over the place. You'd be just running down on a cut, and boom, <laughs> like what happened to him? Like he's very unathletic. No, it's a turf. I mean, <laughs> I had that sand in there. Um, I remember Larry O'Dell having having a big abrasion on his on his forearm. End up getting into like I think it was gangrene or something. Oh, I mean, wow. it was horrible because if you don't, I mean, you try to take care of it, and yeah. still infection happens. You know, so um, you know, I, when I blew my knee out you know it was a spring game that wasn't even supposed to happen you know it just it it, it, it was supposed to happen because that's mm-hmm. how it was supposed to happen right we're not supposed to question that but i mean it was raining nasty lightning end up play like an hour or two later whatever it was that that, that spring day and and um caught a shallow cross and turn and my foot stayed in the turf and it might have done it on grass or on regular yeah. turf with rubber i don't know but i know that didn't help with that with that sand because the sand probably kept my cleats from what they said from coming back and giving so my knee stayed there my body went over my knee and tore my ACL, PCL, CL, almost chip, you know, had a bone You had the chip. complete deal. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was almost severed my artery. So, and it was my best buddy, Derek Greer, that I love to death <laughs> to this day. Just yeah. talked to him a few weeks ago. Um, and things happen for a reason. But that turf was, uh, it was different. It was yeah. different. And I, I think the thing that, that we try to tell our kids, and I'm sure you try mm-hmm. to tell your kids, my biological four kids, and try to tell kids when I was fortunate enough to be a high school coach and coached with the Philly the last couple of years, and even, even just being here for a couple of months, just appreciate it. Yeah. You know, you can't experience that from the seventies. God bless those, you know, the, the, the young thundering herd after after everything that happened in seventy. God bless those families. And you know, then you go to, to the Fairfield Stadium. Um, you know, and Carl Lee just said it the other day, you know, they they were playing just to survive, you know, like you know, they didn't have winning programs, so yeah. they're they're out there suiting it up every week <laughs> and they were paying it paying it forward for us. Or maybe not the best <laughs> turf, the best stadium. But you know what? You can only explain it to people. Yeah. But as long as they say, you know what? I appreciate what you've gone through. That, that's that's yeah. huge in my book. So, um, again, it's where you come from. And maybe we wouldn't be talking right now if Fairfield wasn't like it was. Maybe for this plush stadium that was a great stadium. Um, you know, who knows? You know, mm-hmm. But, but I, I believe this. Um, I believe it was a great experience. And, and I wouldn't change anything with coming down here, playing on that turf, having an opportunity to play at a new stadium. Skeleton, like you said, yeah. with the Shuey building. Um, you know, I remember they had, they had like plastic up, didn't they? Like yeah. in between the they actually all, put a tent inside yeah. the building for the locker room. Exactly. So, and then the next year, like, wow, look yeah. at this. You know, like this is awesome, man. Just appreciate what you oh, go yeah. through in life. It was it was awesome when I came in and, and saw it as well. And I came from a program when I grew up in Florida out of high school, we did not have a winning years. I mean, we were, wow. you know how competitive high school football is yeah. in the state of Florida. And, you know, we were, we weren't that competitive. So to come in here into a, a winning program like this, and of course, you know, 91, you make the run at the championship, come up yes. short 92, we get the championship. And that was kind of, I guess, the culmination of everything of all the work that you guys had done over those four years you battling back from the knee injury to the you know with with peyton with you know the headhunters on the front on the on the front line <laughs> everything else it was just everything in that family and it paid off there with that championship yeah i, I mean i you know i look at the 87 mm-hmm. you know i remember watching that game um, you know, they were as like 43, 42. It yeah. was close, Did, right? I, we're, we're, you were still in high school at that yeah, time. Yes, sir. Senior. Yes, sir. I, it was, I remember I came back from a Christmas dinner with my parents. And I'm sitting there watching it on TV. Awesome. And I'm fighting staying awake because it was yeah, late. It was, late, wasn't it was it? like yeah. 1 o'clock, almost 1 o'clock in yeah. the morning. And I'm like, oh, great, because this is, you know. It was Marshall University. I'm like, hey, they're West Virginia. My dad's from West Virginia. Yes. I'm like, you know, I'm going to remember that school. And that's where I picked Marshall Is that right? at that time. Awesome. That even even when you think about football, it was like, yeah. that's where I'm going to go to school. So you're in like ninth grade, maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then to watch that and, the, and to uh, to go, go from that point to 92, <laughs> it's just, it was awesome. And, you know, what we had everything built on that year of 92. Yeah. You know, to where to the championship against Youngstown became a big rivalry for us, and yeah. to have you know Willie come in and do oh. <laughs> his one kick, yes, for the win. 
And yeah. that, you know, yeah. that was just, it was everything. It was, absolutely. I think the 87 team uh, and the 71 yeah. team and the 69, all those teams and the 70 team, mm-hmm. like they all build up to that 87 team mm-hmm. that did what they did to give us the confidence that that gone it, we can do it. And I can't remember where we were at in 88. I don't, I don't remember what the record was. I apologize, but the, I'm sure it's out there. And then 89, um, and, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, Coach Chomp leaves mm-hmm. and then 90. Um, I think that 87 team, everything that led up, that, that, that was dealing with all the adversity, um, all the perseverance that they had to deal with through those years to, to 87, and then like, man, these guys took it to the next level. Now it's up to, up to us, like yeah. we're saying. Now it's up to us, just like you know the Chad Pennington's, the Randy Mosses, the Byron Leftwiches, and, and then you know Coach Holiday's been successful. Coach, I mean, they they've just carried the torch. Now mm-hmm. that's all we're doing. So yeah. I think it's very unique those analogies that's that's really worked through this whole family history of, of Marshall football. You know, in, in 92, uh, the one thing I remember uh, on that day, obviously the game and the buildup and just the, the atmosphere of the playoffs, which I miss. I miss the playoff atmosphere because every week it was like a championship yeah. game for us. Yeah. But leading into the game, all the pageantry and everything else that went, went along with it. But the one thing I will I'll never forget is after the game, we're in the locker room not a dry eye. I mean, just, you know, it was all the years of the pain and everything from the plane crash and just everything that trickled down to finally having that national championship trophy. I mean, I, I, yeah. I looked at you, your eyes were, were welted up. <laughs> uh, Andy's eyes, you know, after, yes. doing, after holding for the kick and all yes. that too. So that was a special part for me on that one. That, I mean, I that's, a, that's a very, I mean, that's, that's great um, because I, I think uh, – <sighs> I think it was fitting, right? Yeah. I'd never really thought of it this way till you just said it, but to, to win that game at home. Yeah. That uh, forget about me, I love you, you know, <laughs> the family, exactly what you said, you know, because we could have maybe got fortunate um, to win it down in, uh, where we do Georgia Southern, I think, yeah. the year before. Yeah, Statesboro. But it wasn't meant to be, and um, it was meant to be, you know, because I, I think the that's probably the number one memory is exactly what you said. Uh, just, just the love and just loving on each other so much, and not just because we won, mm-hmm. because we were a family. Uh, because I remember those in '91. You know, I, I remember going in the locker room and, and and just having that feeling. And I was fortunate enough to play, you know, a couple championship games and Super Bowl, and and, mm-hmm. and, and didn't win it. I just remember that feeling mm-hmm. coming back. You know, when we when we lost it in '91, like you don't want that feeling. No. But it was still the family, you know, some tears and everything else on the losses as they well are on the jubilous, uh, if that's a word, uh, um, <laughs> you know, on the win because you're just so happy. Um, but the other thing I remember is the field goal post going down Third Avenue. Yep. I don't know if I saw it or I saw it on a <laughs> clip or something, but that, but everybody was so excited. I think they rushed the field that name. Oh, people, yeah. just Thousands of people, hundreds of people, whatever, on the field. and. It was, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, the goalpost ended up over in the machine shop. Did it really? And I don't know. Th- they cut pieces of it off. Oh, did they yeah. really? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that was that was, and that's what I think it was great for the town too. Yes, just the whole Marshall community as well on that deal, and it set the stage on what we do now when we play for championships. So that's what definitely what we do. But yes. going back a little bit on a couple things from your career, uh, which kind of led to your NFL career got you started off at Marshall was not only playing the tight end side of things, but long snapping. Yeah. You hadn't done it before when you got here. Is it something you took up naturally when they, when they said, you know what, why don't you try this? Well, like I said, Greg Briner, yeah. um, you know, I stay in touch with him to this day. Great man. You know, y'all, great am, man. Great coach. Great, am, amen. Coaching great mind. Person. Yes. Yeah. Great person. Great coach. Um, great Christian brother. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, he, he just came up to me. I don't know when it was sometime there in the, probably the rehab stage of my knee and, because uh, I was out for what a year and a half, I think. You know, back then they, they <laughs> nowadays these guys are back in six nine months. I'm like, wow, God bless me. That's awesome. Because yeah. maybe I was just a wimp. I don't know. But, <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was it was a, it was a process. And and he just I just remember saying something about doing it. So I remember in the Shuey building and you know in the bottom we had that turf room down yeah. there. And I remember down being down there snapping. And PJ Woods, yeah. PJ snapped. He could snap for field goals and also for for punts, uh, which he had that snap in the game mm-hmm. for the winning field goal. Not me. I don't know. People have said that through the years. And I tell everybody it was not me. It was PJ. Yeah. So thank God for PJ and his snaps because I'd have probably snapped it over the head or something. <laughs> but uh, he 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 stayed down there with me. Um, then I would just say, Hey Pete, what do you think about this? Hey, yeah, this is 
you know, holding the ball because I could throw the ball okay because I was a quarterback. So mm-hmm. I just kind of used my left hand as a guide hand. Um, and then just kind of after that, just it's up to me. You know, yeah. Pete can show me, Coach Bryan can show, say you need to do it, but I, I got to go do it. And I, and and the you know, good Lord just kept on my heart to to always get some snaps in. And uh, you know, I snapped my junior senior year, not all the time. PJ would do it because we had a long long series, mm-hmm. and uh, he would stay in and snap. Which I'm sorry I did that to you, Pete. But, <laughs> I mean, so Tom, man, I'm worn out, man. I don't even know if I can bend over, never let him snapping the ball. <laughs> and he was playing center. Here I am, you know, hanging my guy out the drive. But uh, but he always did great, man. PJ was just such a good dude. He's still a, a great coach, brother to yeah. me. Great coach, great great friend. Yeah. Um, great person, and I uh, actually just reached out for him last night. So, um, so I think after that, it just it was on my mind, like, and kind of how we've tried to do it with our own kids, and you know, coaching high school, co- you know, college NFL. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. We can, we can give you the tools, but you have to use those tools, and you have to perfect those tools the best you can. We're trying for perfection. Work your butt off. So that's what I did. You know, I, I just I, I snapped to my wife. I snapped to my mom. I snapped to anybody to just catch snaps. Um, so then especially when I, you know, got fortunate enough to, you know, go on with the Chiefs and didn't get an opportunity to snap out there. Then, you know, went to Green Bay. And we can talk about that later. But, mm-hmm. you know, they, just getting that opportunity. And I think that's anything, whether you're uh, in the news world, you're in the, in the, in the uh, NASCAR world, mm-hmm. or whether you're in the president world or you're in the coaching world you know it's up to you yeah you know you decide your fate you know like i, I can't make you do anything you have to want to do it yourself um so I, I i wanted to be as good as i could be at, at snapping a ball but i still thought i was a tight end i thought i thought i was um <laughs> but you know once i got to the league i found out that i maybe i wasn't as good a tight end <laughs> as what i thought i was um so so it was it was a blessing that coach Briner came up to me and and told me to hey you you, you need to you need to think about this because he had just come from the Colts. Yeah. He was a quarterback coach, I believe, for the Colts. And so he had seen what they were doing, like Bradford Banta. I remember him. He, he played for the Colts. He was a tight end that snapped. Because um, back then, that's what the snap, you know, mm-hmm. usually you're you know, an extra lineman, yeah. tight end, linebacker. You know, those are Somebody the guys just that shifted over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And they snapped the ball. So. Like PJ. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's a little different than what it is now. So, And, of course, obviously that transition for you after your time here, you got with the Chiefs, like you said, and tight end, and then you went on the Green Bay. And <laughs> like you said, you had that transition over from the tight end side of things. And you played tight end. You had one of the great percentages, I think. <laughs> Still to this day, right? I don't know. I think I if you, know. if I, I think I saw it right that you were have like one of the higher percentages of catch the touchdown ratios for <laughs> players in the NFL over their history. So you had a pretty good touchdown deal. But oh, thank you. And you went immediately and playing in the preseason game. I think I watched you in a preseason game when you were with the the Packers, maybe. And you had Favre back there as yeah. well. How was that with those experience with him? It was great. Yeah. You know, my our first year in Kansas City. You know, I was fortunate enough. Joe yeah. got Joe got traded to or. Picked up, I don't know how that worked, but anyway, he was with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. so I was fortunate enough to play with Joe Montana. Then I was out of football, uh, got picked up because of John Schneider. So mm-hmm. I needed to give a shout out to John Schneider and Bill Osborne. Uh, that actually his son played at Cherokee, where Ty played the last two years. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances yeah. of that? He was a scout for the Chiefs back in '93. Um, so John Schneider was there. Uh, Billy Osborne's sister went to school at Marshall. That's how I got there with Coach Schottenheimer because he put a good word in for me that I could snap and play tight end. Um, so my first year was it was tough, you know, like but it was good. I got I was on developmental, uh, got activated, went to the AFC Championship game, played minimal special teams, didn't didn't snap or anything. Then John Schneider in '94, after I got you know fired, pretty much cut by the Chiefs in '94. John Schneider goes to the Green Bay Packers. So Mark Chimura was a snapper up there, mm-hmm. and Mark uh, was trying to snap and play tight end, and he played tight end at a high level. Yeah. I mean he he was a really really good all, probably all pro tight end. I don't know that, but he was really good. So he was trying to snap. Well, he had some bad snaps through the playoffs that year, 94. Like, hey, we got to get a guy. And I'm, I don't know this, but I talked to John a few times. I never asked him. But, um, you know, he's like, hey, I got this Bartram kid that might be able to do it for you. So so that's how they brought me in. You know, so I went in and, and Coach Reed was our tight end coach yeah. up there in 95. And, and then, you know, again, Coach Reed's like a big brother dad to me all these years. And. 
so I had this opportunity and uh, to snap, and and I was fortunate enough to do it. Uh, but I shattered my radius, you know, like week four. Um, you know, and John Schneider has gone from there to I can't remember where. He maybe stayed in Green Bay for a while. Now he's the GM of the Seattle Seahawks, yeah. and and he did it. Right, he worked his way up. Yeah. He, he he did the best he could as a scout, then to this player development, whatever player personnel. Then now he's the GM of the Seahawks and won Super Bowls with Coach Carroll out there. Uh, so he's a prime example. But again, getting those opportunities to be able to do that that was the thing. Then I had to seize that opportunity, um, try to put everything in trust. You mm-hmm. know, just talked about a kid the other day about this trusting in, in, in your work ethic, trust, trusting in everything you did to prepare you for that snap mm-hmm. or for that play or for that catch. And then it's the next one. And then it's the next one. You just keep stacking them on it. And then you're going to have some adversity. Then it's the 10%, 90%, right? It's 10% what happens. It's 90% how you deal with it. Yeah. And I believe that. And I believe that's that's and that's and what I just told the kid the other day, the player at Marshall. Like, it's not what happens in your life. It's how you deal with it. So at that time, like, hey, I'm good. Then I shattered my radius. And then the next thing you know, I'm, I'm an injury guy because I blew my ankle out in the preseason in 96. And then I get traded to to, to New England for a box of pre-wrap, I think. You know? So, <laughs> so I mean, it's just it, it's just one of those things. God God had control of all of it, and it was a great experience. But it kept you in the league and it kept you building up to an All-Pro year eventually. But Thank then you, you had a chance to play for uh, a couple of Super Bowls. I know you came up on the yeah. short end of the stick on both of them, but still to be able to go up into to a dynasty program like New England. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, Coach Parcells, God bless yeah. him. I still stay in touch with him. Was he as intense? In meetings and things like that, as you as we saw him on the sideline during the games, um, yeah, he he was a little more, but he he knew um, the reason he was you know he's one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL, and what, I think he coached in in, in college for a while too, right, Army or whatever, yeah, like I, best coaches ever because he understood that you got to treat. Uh, these men, right, and especially the NFL, you got to treat these men different, but make them think that you're treating them the same. He was very um, uh, his sarcasm yeah. and how he said things for warm ups, workouts, practices, meetings. He he was strategically working his deal behind <laughs> the scenes. Now I didn't see it then. Yeah. You know, I'm 20, whatever, 26, 27 years old at that time. I don't remember, but. Now looking back, that's the stuff that you know that I try to do, and I'll never, never, never be even close to Coach Parcells as a coach or as a person. But those are the things that just take, and then you know you take from from Coach Chomp to Coach Donna to even Coach Chancy back in the day, you know, in high school, Coach Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was so fortunate, Coach Reed. You know, Pete Carroll, Coach Carroll. Um, you know, just taking all that stuff in and just their their techniques. I just love it. And Coach Parcells, he. If he liked you, you're okay. But if he didn't like you, man, you had hell to pay. So, I mean, he did. He he was, he, and I just thank God he liked he, me. He liked, say he liked, he liked you, me a little bit at least. What was the harsh reality when you went from that transition from college to the NFL? What was that that one? It just kind of hit you like the ton of bricks of I'm not in Huntington anymore. Um, speed, yeah, the speed of the game, you know. And again, we're we're at the one double A mm-hmm. level. Maybe it was going on at Ohio State back then. You know, the you know whatever Power Five schools or whatever they referred to then, the big time schools. Um, I just remember catching a shallow cross at Marshall, put my foot in the ground, maybe get three or four yards before somebody first contact. NFL, you catch a shallow cross, says bam, 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 bam. Like you're just getting boom, boom, boom. Like where are they coming from? Um, the speed of the game, you know, I would say that was the that was the that was probably the most. And you know, again, bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody, they're the best of the best. You know, and I'm just. I'm just trying to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm running a four eight, six four two forty five. You know, okay. You know, speed. Okay, hands. Okay, you know, quickness. These dudes are like so. I, you know, God. He, again, Coach Briner, thank you for putting mm-hmm. down your heart to say you know learn how to snap because if it wasn't for that, then again, I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. You got then you got to to. Uh, the Patriots and and Troy was up there, yes. which was kind of cool. Yes, absolutely. And, and to have the the career that Troy has and still be a part of the program and be a part of this community here as well too, which is that's the great thing about it. When people do leave here, it's like 
they don't forget about it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, they they still are, are a big part of. It. I know with Troy and his kids growing up here and playing soccer and everything else, you'd see them at the soccer field. You know, yes. which was a weird thing on that. So yes. <laughs> but then you made that, that transition and finished up at Philadelphia. Yes, and sir. how much was the uh, the city of brotherly love? <laughs> that, that was a big part of you, for, I mean, part of the family for you guys. That's when the, the yeah. kids really started to, yes, sir, yes, to sir. get involved in things. Um, well, just like you come yeah. up a few years ago there, you know, just um, they, they embraced uh, like uh, our neighbors up there in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, where mm-hmm. we lived. Uh, Don Botto that played here, um, he played here in 89 and 90, transferred to Delaware. Mm-hmm. So we played them in the, in, in the what, semifinal, yeah. whatever it was yeah. that year, uh, that to go to the national championship. And he still says he beat me up. But I, I got <laughs> I got proof. Shannon Morrison just had it on film there a couple weeks ago. And I, I was like, I need to send that to Dom. So I did. I videoed it. I'm sending it to him. Like, how about you as a five technique when me and uh, Chris D and just buried your butt, you know. He's like, I'm supposed to do that, you know. But that's Dom. So Dom, I'm supposed would, to collapse the middle, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You can't get up to the back or whatever. So, but anyway, Dom and I, like my my three best men in my wedding were John Sukoc uh-huh. that played here, came in with he and I came in together. Dom Anzavino that came in together. Mm-hmm. So John Sukoc was from Steubenville. Dom Anzavino was from Youngstown, and Dominic Bado was from Swedesboro, New Jersey. So those are the three best men in my wedding because we were married in college you know, yeah. before my senior year. And so uh, Dom, I called him up. It's like, hey, I have this opportunity to come to Philly. He's like, hey, you know, call me up. Hmm. So I, I did the workout or whatever for Coach Reed that day. And he came, picked me up. And, and I said, hey, you know, Sweetsboro's nice. We'd gone over there a few times through the years. Yeah. You know, even when we were at Marshall, we would take a tri- road trip to AC, you know, <laughs> and stay with his parents there in Sweetsboro and go to AC and hang out. Um, so anyway, he kind of put me on that Cherry Hill area. Yeah. Some of the other coaches from that over that way, and some of the play, you know, some of the players. And so, long story short, that's where we moved. So those, the Santiago's, uh, the, the the Reagans, uh, the Sizzolts, um, you know, all those families. It was really, really cool because their kids were really little. Our kids were even littler, and they kind of grew up together. Yeah, you know, for the six, seven years we were there, um, which made it special not to jump ahead to be able to go back there the last couple of years and coach because it was again family. Kind of go back to where you were. It was really cool. It was, it was really cool. Those, those um, two thousand, two thousand six. Um, I enjoyed every. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I would say I loved it all, uh, but those, you know, because as you well know, in parenthood. Um, and, and growing up in a, cause your kids are able to see, uh, the adversity uh, and diversity, you know, from, um, from Christian, you know, what, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you're Puerto Rican, like the Santiago's, um, you're it, it just, they got to see that as, a, as, as young boys and, and, you know, the three boys and, and, and the daughter Taylor. And I thought that was really cool that they got to grow up with that. And, 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 and Philly, they, they took care of me, you know, they yeah. did. I mean, they, I, I had a few bad snaps through the years, but you know, nothing bad to thank God cost a game. Um, so they embraced me and made me feel like, you know, like a son of that area, yeah. you know, they, they did. And that, and that starts with Mr. Lori, you know, Howie Roseman was there. I think Joe Banner was a GM at the time and Howie was assistant or whatever. And then coach Reed, you know, that's like a, you know, big brother, dad to me. To I was going to say, day. you mentioned Coach Reed quite a bit because he's been a, a part of your NFL career throughout the, the run of it. So yeah. what kind of relationship with him? Um, I could text him right now and he'll yeah. text me right back. He can text me right now and I'll text <laughs> him right back. I, and I'm not bragging. It's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's just our relationship is just um, because when, you know, God bless Garrett that, you know, that passed. Um, you know, uh, Jeff Thomason and Chad Lewis that I played with in Philly. And, and Jeff and I actually played in Green Bay for a mm-hmm. year uh, before I got traded up there So uh, to New England at the time. But um, we've always had that relationship. And, uh, you know, when, when Garrett passed, uh, we all flew in. Um, uh, Jeff is in Denver, Colorado, and um, uh, Chad is out in Utah. Mm-hmm. He works at, works at BYU. And um, so we just called each other and said, hey, let's fly in. Didn't tell Coach Reed or anything. Showed up at the at the, at the funeral home and and just tears, yeah. you know, um, because I, I can't even imagine losing a son and, and what he's going through now with, with, with his other son, you know, and Britt's like, you know, when they were little in Green Bay, I would go to their baseball games because <laughs> Coach would coach them. Yeah. You know, he, he'd just be an assistant coach and I'd go to their baseball games, go over to their house and, you know, so Miss Tammy, she's she's like mm-hmm. a big sis mom to me and, and not just me, my, my wife and kids. And so that relationship is really just very special. And if it wasn't for him, maybe I'm not in the league, you know, I'm not in the league for those five, six, seven, well, six, seven years in Philly, you know, because he's yeah. the head coach and he has the opportunity. And uh, we played him the last game in 99 
New England. We knew Coach Carroll was going to be gone. Everybody knew it. He knew it. He, yeah. to, he told us pretty much. Uh, so who are they going to bring in? So that dictates where I'm going to be. And um, you know, Coach Belichick. You know, he fired me when he got the job, which that's that's his prerogative. And um, so I was like, okay, where am I going to go? So Tom Tupa that I played with. Yeah. He was he was in New York with Coach Parcells. And uh, so the first two people I call is Coach Reed and Coach Parcells, and say, hey, you know, I just got you just got cut. And uh, they said, hold on. So Coach Parcells did call me back. And I just asked him what his, you know, what his intentions were. If he, you know, he was going to be up there a while, and he he, he didn't answer that. <laughs> and I knew where Coach Reed was. Yeah. Um, and Coach Reed would tell me like, "Hey, like I, I want to be here as long as they have me here." And uh, so just again, so I signed with them. I think we had six or seven tight ends at that time. So wow. he, he went out on a on a branch for me, and uh, so just blessed that I was able to. You know, I make, mean, make but the you team. being able to long snap is what made your career obviously at a yeah. all pro year as well and uh and made you one of the best long snappers in the league i mean yeah, that I, was don't, I don't know about that but, <laughs> um, a lot of people just, say that, that you yeah. and, and your time there especially through that at uh, new england and more to the philadelphia side yeah one of the best in the league well i appreciate that but I, I i think um those guys having that opportunity again where opportunity and hard work meets yeah. There's 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 a chance there's a chance and that's all you can ask for and so that was a those, those six years was going on seven years that that was very not for me for my family yeah and uh, you know like I said to go back there the last couple of years was kind of like going home but uh, you know God had other plans because <laughs> now He knows that I'm home for now you yeah. know as you well know in this business you know here today gone tomorrow and that could happen and we'll just follow God's path but. Um, you know, to go up there for a couple of years and have the opportunity for Coach Huff to even interview me for this yeah. job, you know that that was a blessing in itself to get an interview, um, and then for him to hire me and well, and to uh, give folks a, an idea a little bit um, after you're done, you back home, you coached at uh, you coached at Meg's High School, you're county commissioner for a while <laughs> as well, and then um, you said you, you got the opportunity to go to Philadelphia and do the and yeah. coach there, and and then transition now, Coach Huff. You know, there was a change at Marsh University, and uh, I know that there was an opportunity that you were looking at as well. Yes, and sir. The, but then to have Coach Huff come in here, who I you know kind of brings a lot of excitement back into the program, which is great. So how did that process go to, to you know, this is positions they created they did not have here in the past. So Absolutely. How'd that work out? Well, that was a blessing. Number one, you said it, you know, it, I don't know how often it happens. Maybe it happens often. Yeah. I don't know. But that two men put in for a job or two women put in for a job, the same job, and the person that gets the job hires a guy that was just going against them <laughs> for for the same job, you know? Like, I don't think that's a normalcy. Yeah. Um, so I, I think uh, definitely God had his hand in this. And uh, they hired the right man. You know, Coach Huff was the man for the job. And um, I'm competitive. I, you know, I tried to do the best I could in the interview, and it didn't work out. And I'm ready to drive back to, to Jersey because they, they had just fired Doug that week, Coach Peterson. Uh, so, you know, when they fire him, pretty much the staff That's, is gone too yeah. until the next coach comes in. Um, so I'm like, okay. So you know, I called Jen and my wife and mm-hmm. I said, hey, you know, I, I'll be back on Monday because my dad wasn't doing well. So I want to be up home for a while for that. So that was like, say, Friday, Saturday. And uh, Coach Huff calls me on Sunday. Um, I'm actually in Columbus taking my middle son. He plays football, high Dominican, and took him took him to church with his buddies. And and uh, he called. I, was, I couldn't believe he called me. And he's like, hey, uh, Coach Bartram. I was like, yes, sir. And he said, hey, uh, just would you mind coming down talking? I was like, yeah, Coach, that'd be, that'd be great. So I called my wife when I got off the phone. You know, it was a couple-minute conversation. And, and uh, she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, uh, you didn't get that job, and now Coach Huff calls you. So, what, I mean, what kind of job is it? What, you know, so then it's like, okay, so Coach Peterson's gone. So maybe I can hire, you know, maybe maybe I can get hired as a tight end coach there. And then uh, Coach Cully uh, was in the process of getting a job with the Texans because Coach Harbaugh is like a big brother mm-hmm. to me in Baltimore. So there might be an opportunity in Baltimore, might be an opportunity in Houston, might be an opportunity here. Dan Campbell goes from New Orleans, might be over there. <laughs> so it's just all over the place. Yeah. And, and, and guys, I said, what are you doing, man? Don't fret it. He, he's got. There's a reason Coach Huff called you, and uh, and Jen believed in it. Yeah. You know, she believed in that, and and uh, so came down. I think it was on maybe Tuesday or Wednesday that week. So I stayed a couple extra days. I, I had never been in that office, that coach's office, and probably since I left. Yeah. And, and I don't remember even going to that office maybe once. 
I don't even remember going in there. Honestly, maybe I didn't even go in there. Yeah, I, I just don't remember that office, uh, which is hopefully a good thing that yeah. I didn't have to go in there to be disciplined or whatever, Coach Don <laughs> or Coach Chop, or well, but Coach Donnan, right, with a new stadium. But um, so I walked in there and I just he was sitting down and uh, you know we said you know hey coach hey coach you know nice to meet you gave him a hug and I just felt it yeah I did I just felt like okay if anything transpires out of this you know slash interview uh, conversation then I'm all in and um, he he. I just love him. I love him like a Christian brother. So he he he's the reason I'm here. I know God has has a main reason, but Coach Huff and how he presented himself that day, and and evidently I did okay mm-hmm. talking to him that he did offer me uh, this this position, um, which was a blessing. And then the next time we come, which was maybe what a week week later, because he had a lot of stuff going on. I go back up to Jersey. He calls. He's like, Hey, I'd love to talk to you and Doug together. Um, said, yeah, absolutely. So that's when we went in and interviewed. So, so, what is the what does the position in, entail for you? Uh, for myself, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of an assistant. It, it says special assistant to the head coach, mm-hmm. senior analyst. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of hats. Coach Huff trusts us in yeah. the trust thing, uh, with a lot of a lot of other things going along with that. Um, so pretty much anything we're, we're dealing with, big green. Uh, we're dealing with quarterback club. Uh, we're dealing with player development. We're dealing with some some assistant head coaching responsibilities, <laughs> uh, career development with player development. So we just met with them. I mean, what a great group they have over there at the career play. Mm-hmm. You know, career. Oh, they're awesome. Miss McDavid, uh, Doug, and I met with them for over an hour yesterday. I mean, just yeah. the relationship piece that's just going to blow up. You know, for these young men to give them opportunities beyond, to be successful. Yeah. absolutely beyond football. Yeah, because um, so there's, there's, there's a small percentage that will go on to the next level. Yes, sir. Yes, a, sir. It's life after that. Yeah, and so. Coach Chapman. And what a great man he is! Yeah. You know, I knew him, but I didn't know him. Now I work right in the same office with him. <laughs> you know, we got an office about this size. I think it was, I think it was the old storage room or something. <laughs> they converted a couple, you know, put a couple desks in there, and I love it. You know, I love going to work every day to work because I trust him. He trusts me. Um, you know, we might not agree with everything, but but but, but we love each other. And we respect each other, and that's that's what it's all about. So, um, for Coach Huff to bring us in, yeah, uh, is just is, is a god thing. And you're back with with Shannon Morrison, who was a uh, part of. Yeah. The team with you as well and and me as myself but I, and a guy and you know, i always say and i tell folks and i'm quick to tell folks how uh how much respect and how much love i have for you and and for and for for kurt and Thank you, the sir. other guys that that, that just kind of like i said treated me like a little brother i was only a child so it was like i had big brothers which was awesome yes sir um but also too i'll, I'll honestly say one coach that at, when i was a, coming in here rode my butt hard i mean he truly did not like i said i was a walk-on i was yeah. so i was you know and i wasn't the most athletic i wasn't the fastest or whatever i just had that passion to be able to still continue to play and you know it's one of those deals that like oh god I mean, he's on my butt again he's on my butt again but then i realized when i got older how much of an impact that what he was showing me then has helped me now yes, and i have so much respect for coach gale yes sir. and it's just it's that's like I said, he has a special place in my heart because of the way he almost raised me a little bit in those couple of years that I was there to being able to go back as a broadcaster Absolutely. and doing the radio and the TV and stuff like that. And, you know, to do the little things I do now with the program yes. still just to be able to, to what he's done for me. I, just, I can never repay him on that. And I know yeah. he's like that for a lot of for, for not only when he was coaching you know, tight yeah. ends are never positioned there. Yeah. It's just to what he is now. Yes, absolutely. He's and a special he, man. Yeah, he's been he's been there, right? Yeah, he's been through a lot of coaches, yeah. and uh, that usually doesn't happen. Yeah. as you well know, just like with me up in Philly, you know, they, they get rid of Doug, they get rid of all of yeah. us. You know, and you got to get hired back, and he did. Yeah. you know, through three or four other coaches. So, and then also you mentioned Shannon, and then Ralph Street. Yeah, you know? Ralph Street. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. And I didn't play with Ralph. Um, uh, but I talked to him uh, on the phone. He's a hard guy to block, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I bet he was. <laughs> I bet he was. And uh, just this morning, you know, it's very uh, ironic because uh, things just doesn't happen. They happen for a reason that you bring uh, his, you know, Shannon's name up in the defensive meeting. So as part of the the senior analysts, I'm a defensive analyst for the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I've always been on the offensive side yeah. of the ball. Or special teams, so it's a little different. So, so Coach Chapman is doing the offensive analyst, and I'm doing the defensive analyst. And so, Coach Gidry, the defensive coordinator, as as in a meeting, staff meeting this morning, he's like, 
you realize this is only like your second meeting you've gone to with us? <laughs> I said, Coach, I promise you can go to the boss and ask Coach Help. I promise you, you can see us. We're right across the hallway. I'm not in there a lot because either I'm on Zoom calls or I'm in meetings trying to make sure, you know, so I'm making excuses. But 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 they are so awesome. Yeah. Th- those coaches, man. Coach Shannon and, you know, Coach Ralph. I just love those guys, man. And Coach Bowman. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, 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 you know, Dom's in there. Nick, Nick Matthew. I mean, just a great group of guys and the offensive side's the same I just I'm not around those guys as much I'm around the defensive <laughs> yeah. side of the ball a little bit more and uh, you know, as far as that goes when it comes to the defensive analyst size I'm like Coach Gidry I hope I can help you you know mm-hmm. I understand what an over front under front coverage is whatever but to be on the defensive side with your 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 kind of your language mm-hmm. is like foreign to me it's like German compared to what on the offensive side of the ball you go through it's all the same concepts yeah. different terminology but you kind of have your brain to that I said he said whoa 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 he said what you're going to do is you're going to break down these teams because you know offensively <laughs> what to don't worry about that, yeah. that that language he said so I said well that makes sense so that's what we're working on right now and I love it you know I absolutely love that part of it too I know you got to get going here in just a bit but a yes. couple of real quick things uh game day what's your responsibility is going to be have you guys gotten to that point yet no we have we haven't yeah. got a little bit coach coach Gidry's talked about it but uh, I don't know if he's moved it up the chain so right now um, I know we're going to be charting. Yeah. Um, you'll be helping whether it's going to be up in the box on the sideline. I, I'm not sure yet um, because that's pretty much as an analyst. Mm-hmm. We can't coach. That's part of the that's part of, part of compliance. The, yeah. That's part of the rules. Um, so, you know, again, I can go to their meetings. I can talk to the coaches. I just can't coach the players and all that. So um, so I, I, they're, they're going to have something for me, I'm sure. And I, I'm ready. <laughs> whatever whatever they give me, I'll embrace it. <laughs> and one thing that, you know, I, I know this from you from the first day that I met you is obviously is spiritually how centered you are yes sir is that something that uh, was instilled to you as a as when you were born as how how is the how is your relationship and your your strength with christ over the years well um as a kid yeah. um, i didn't go to church um my grandpa leroy bud bartram <laughs> uh, grew up i grew up right beside him uh, my father uh, he was a builder and he you know he he, he was one of those guys that uh, he's going through dementia right now. So please, you know, mm-hmm. prayers more even for my mom, Joyce Bartram, than, than my father because he doesn't know. I mean, it's um, the hardest. It, I mean, that's the worst. It's really thing hard. Almost, A yeah. lot of families yeah. have gone through it and we're going through it. And it, it's okay. God is yeah. great, man. And um, so pretty much going up, growing up as a kid right beside my grandpa's house, I was a little hoss hide buckaroo. Uh, so we would go fishing. We would go, you know, turtling, all that stuff. And he's like, let's go hoss hide. He you know, had turtles out there cut their heads off and you know we'd have turtles turtle soup and you know i just you know so leroy bud bartram i owe my faith to him because he planted seeds in my heart my mind my soul when i was a little kid because he would take me to brackford church of christ they'd have picnics on a sunday afternoon mm-hmm. he would take me um because mom and dad just didn't go to church great people just yeah. you know this they just didn't go to church and so um pretty much when my wife my senior year in high school my wife girlfriend at the time in 1987 right 1987 yeah, 1987, we started whatever, girlfriend, boyfriend, going out, whatever. She grew up at the end of the holler. I grew up, like I said earlier, I grew up at the beginning of the holler. Well, she was a Christian. She grew up going to church with her mom and dad. And so she was kind of that rock, kind of like in between Grandpa and yeah. and, 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 and and God, you know. Then, then my wife, you know, my girlfriend at the time, then God. And, and so they just kept planting seeds. So when I came to school down here, I always went to chapel. Right, mm-hmm. we always had chapel, Florida yeah. games. Yeah. Um, night before, sometimes Wednesdays over at the Christian Center, mm-hmm. I'd go yeah. in there. Uh, Kevin, uh, he was from the Bahamas. Kevin, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. He could sing. Big guy played tackle for us. I don't know if he was here when you were here. Gosh, no. what was Kevin's last name? Anyway, I remember him saying one time, "Say, hey Bart, you want to go?" I was like, "Yeah." So I go in there with him, and he planted some seeds in me, and um, just different different guys through the yeah. years. So in 1995. So I'll back up, sorry. In 93, when I went to the Chiefs, Matt Blunden was from Virginia. He and I became really good friends. He and his wife, my wife and I, they lived on a cul-de-sac right down the street about a mile from our little one-bedroom apartment we <laughs> lived in. And, uh, you know, because I was a free agent, you yeah. know, I, 
got like, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars or something to be a free agent. So, you know, so my wife's going, you know, she transferred from Marshall out there to Rockhurst and uh, to, to get an undergrad, you know, get a biology degree to hopefully get in PT school there because yeah. I had a great PT school at Rockhurst College, which we didn't know that until we got out there. Another God thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're like, hey, we're going to live here, get her through school no matter what happens. I, so we became really good friends with our neighbors. And our neighbors' names are Todd and Kathy Fugate. So I'll try not to cry. Mm-hmm. So Todd and Kathy uh, had a little boy named Austin. And um, Austin was a special, special little boy. Mm-hmm. And um, they end up, and so that had been 92, 92, 93. Um, Garrett was born right when we got there, but we didn't know Garrett as much because we just saw him out with Matt and Amy one night with Austin. Garrett was just a little baby. That's our godson now. Mm-hmm. So Austin, three and a half years old. Mm-hmm. Always went on walks with him, right? So this is in 1995. I just signed with the with the Packers, free agent. I was a long-term sub in Lewisburg, Kansas, about 17 miles south of Overland Park because mm-hmm. I always kept my degree up and all that yeah. and kept my certification. That way, if anything ever happened, I could substitute teach, whatever. So I did that when I got you know released in 94, a long-term sub. So I was at a track meet. So I lo- they asked me to coach track. I was like, Coach Chisholm, I don't know anything about track. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Work out with them and go out there yeah. and you know, just learn. Yeah. I was like, yes, sir. So we were at a track meet. So Todd and Kathy, Kathy went on a walk behind their house on the cul-de-sac. And out in Overland Park, Kansas, as it is now, it's just like the suburbs of Columbus, oh, yeah. Ohio, all yep. across this country. Um, it goes through woods. Mm-hmm. So you go through these woods. And we always went right and left. Always went right and left on the sidewalk when we go for walks. And my wife being always with Kathy most of the time. So there's pulling our godson that was nine months old, Garrett. Austin was out ahead of Kathy. We always went right and left. Well, that night, um, Austin went right out in the middle of the road with his little buddy, and uh, he was hit and killed. Oh. So that was April 20th of 1995. On April 19th of 1995 was the Oklahoma City bombings. Wow. So I remember Todd and I remember Kathy and, and my wife Jen on their couch as I walked in her house. And we, we were on the cul-de-sac doing something again. We were always over there. We never mm-hmm. stayed in our one bedroom. We were always <laughs> over there hanging out. And so I remember walking in, and, Todd, and Kathy and my wife Jennifer were crying. I was like, what's going on? And they, they said that about the Oklahoma City bombing. Well, the next day, we had the track meet. I come down the cul-de-sac, I see a bunch of cars, and we're just going over there, stopping by there on our way to the one bedroom. And I just, I got that weird feeling like I did the night before. It was just weird. And um, we get out, Jennifer Thomas was our neighbors, was their neighbors, sorry, their neighbors with Matt Matt and Amy and Todd and Kathy, and Jennifer Thomas and John Thomas, uh, that live right beside him, Jennifer said, Austin is dead. And I just, I just brought me back to the night before, like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? So they told me. Well, two years later, in 1997, I was baptized with our godson. Oh, wow. So I would give my life right now for Austin Fugate to come back. Um, but uh, God had other plans. And if it wasn't for that, maybe I would have been baptized. But mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, and uh, and especially with our godson, that's like our son. You know, Garrett, we call him G Money. He played uh, football at Central Missouri, played quarterback. So we flew out there to see his last senior game. We flew out there to watch him play in his you know last senior game in college. And wow. um, they're just special people. So they have uh, Sarah and Gracie, mm-hmm. and uh, Sarah's in Denver, Colorado, as a nurse. Gracie's going to o- University of Oklahoma. Uh, Garrett's into. Um, he tried to make it in the league. He was yeah. a qu- quarterback. He he was he was a stud at the D two level. Yeah. You know. He was a stud. He just never got that opportunity that he thought he might get. And I'm being, being a little partial, like, come on, Coach Reed, give him a chance. But you know what? I mean, it is what it is. But he's he's successful at what he's doing. He just got married last year. Um, so, again, that's my little bit of just, – yeah. just a little bit. And there's been another thousand stories I'll tell you about um, at another later date. But uh, God is so great that he, he – he, I did, you know, accidents happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that was an accident. You know, that that lady that that hit him that night, she he ran right out Miller the Road. There's probably nothing she could have done, you know. And um, you know, I feel bad for her. I pray for her mm-hmm. a lot because I can't imagine that happened. Um, but but that that day that day changed my life, you know. And I, I was I was wavering, mm-hmm. you know. 
my wife growing up being baptized and stuff when she was younger i didn't understand all that yeah but once once that happened and i still sin every day mm-hmm. i'm still a sinner um i still strive every day to be a better person say, a better but you Christian. learn every day amen yeah. every day and yeah. learn from your your sins yep. right you learn from your mistakes and and try to be a better person treat people how you want to be treated and uh we just was fortunate enough so i'll leave you with this yeah. coach coach huff was nice enough to uh, let us start a bible study okay so we call it the herd brothers bible study that's awesome um and then he he came up with it and i, I just really appreciate him coming because he'd heard of this herd brothers and and i really appreciate coach huff allowing us to do it and um is that something that's uh, just for the the football kid, team? The we just did it after practice, you know, just after practice. Uh, That'd so be we something you maybe expand out the other. T- yeah, to yeah. So we'll see where where yeah. this where this takes us. But uh, be a great ministry to build up. Yeah, yes, sir. So yeah. so we have uh, Rob Eli that's on mm-hmm. campus. Um, we have um, uh, Mr. Brooks uh, that's with FCA throughout mm-hmm. this area. Uh, a buddy up home, uh, Reverend Harvey, right? <laughs> He's yeah. involved. Uh, Michael Michael Owens yeah. is involved. So just like four or five of us started praying about it back in you know when we got the job. Yeah. And the next thing you know, Coach asks. <laughs> and next thing you know, we have a her brother's Bible study. That's awesome. So prayer prayer means a lot. So these guys, um, and, and we don't push it upon anybody. Yeah. That's up to them. Uh, but if they want to come to the Bible study, they're going to get the word and. They're going to get the really. They're, they're going to get the word, and you know what? At the end, I think we average. Excuse me. On Tuesday nights, we had it from you know six thirty, six forty-five, depending on what time a guy will practice. Try to keep him no more than an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I start crying again. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just awesome. You know, the, these guys just show up. You know, I think the least amount we had is twelve. The most we had almost thirty. Wow. You know, so we did it every Tuesday once spring ball started. Um, so, so we're gonna get that going again this summer. We got say, some you, things planned. If you and, open that up, yeah. definitely. I'd l- definitely, yeah. if you open it up, I'd love to be a part of that. That'd awesome. be pretty cool. Awesome. Thank hey, you. One, one last thing before I let you go here. Yes, I, uh, one thing, uh, one memory I always have of you. We did a spring game. It was your last spring. Okay. And we always tried to have fun afterwards. You know, okay. I mean, we tried to, the last play or whatever. Yeah. You went back to quarterback. Peyton was the wide receiver. I don't know if you remember. I don't, I don't remember. This. <laughs> you don't know if you remember this. It still amazes me to this day, so it makes me wonder how strong the arm still is. <laughs> you stood at that goal line and threw it 85 yards down the down the field. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, it was, I swear, it was, it was 80, 85 yards down the field. I was like, holy crap, I didn't realize how strong the arm was. <laughs> well, I could throw it, but I definitely wasn't accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it went somewhere, but it went down I there. Could, I don't know if it was that far, but I could always decently throw the ball, but I, the accuracy was probably the thing that, that pretty much put me to tight end. Coach yeah. Chop knew it, and uh, so, again, probably wouldn't be here talking to you if it wasn't for it. Bart, I appreciate it, buddy, as always. Always, uh, God bless you, and, and uh, glad to, glad that you're home. Glad Thank you're, you, sir. It's, it makes the I think it adds a whole lot more to the program and brings back enthusiasm. I think for everybody in Thank the you, past sir. to come back. So appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Good, you. God, God bless. bless. I love you, man. You too, brother. You've been listening to the Thundering Herd Legends One-on-One Podcast. Thank you for checking us out, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you want to contact us, you can email us anytime, studio at bigbuck1015.com, or find us online at bigbuck1015.com. The Big Buck Thundering Herd Legends One-on-One Podcast has been a production of Kindred Digital, Toy Production Services, and your home for the legends, Big Buck Country 1015.